0: 8.14. So Brazil's political shift to the right has been attracting global attention over the last few days following Jair Bolsonaro's presidential victory, nicknamed the Trump of the tropics. We may naturally wonder what the region and even the world has in store. He's been forecast to fill his cabinet with military men, to fight corruption and and crime, to boost ties with the US, and to deregulate environmental prohibitions, which could massively affect the Amazon rainforest, for example. Gustavo Rivero, Brazilian journalist, managing editor and founder of The Brazilian Report, joins us now on the line from Sao Paulo. Good morning to you.
1: Hello, Alex. Thanks for having me
0: first question I want to ask you is something that I've asked a few other people about other trends elsewhere in the world. Is it fair to call Jair Bolsonaro a far-right president in waiting?
1: Yes. Uh, I don't toss that word far-right around very often, but I think uh, Jair Bolsonaro deserves this title because throughout his political history, he has made several uh racist, misogynistic, homophobic statements. Uh he has defended the use of torture by the state. He said multiple times that through voting we wouldn't achieve anything in Brazil and that the dictatorship would have to take over again and stage a civil war in order to change our problems, uh, even if that would cost the lives of innocent people. Um, so his son recently threatened to shut down the Supreme Court. Uh, the, the, the history of extreme uh, statements and, um, and the fact that he has uh, never made a single concession to the political center leads us to call him a far-right leader. Yes, uh, it's a very fair uh, adjective to use.
0: Even if he's sort of dressed up as being um, an advocate of the military dictatorships that Brazil endured in the past, is there any possibility he could restore anything like an authoritarian regime in the country?
1: Well, Brazilian institutions are not as strong as that of many developed democracies in Europe or in the United States. We are a democracy for only 30 years so uh, I don 't believe that he would stage a coup with tanks on the streets or anything of the kind, but it is possible to undermine the institutions we have. they are not yet fully developed, and uh, they do not have uh, the utmost uh backing of the society uh, in Brazil right now, we live in uh what i I, I call a major mistrust because We have never uh, had a a crisis of representation of uh, the kind we have right now. The trust in uh, the branches of government have dropped to its lowest levels ever. Uh, Even the armed forces, for instance, which is one of the institutions Brazilians trust the most, uh, has lost a lot of credibility in the last ten years. Mm. Uh, So, in, in, in a country that is so polarized where uh, violence is such a big uh, issue and where people don't trust the government, Uh, we we have a lot of ingredients that make our democracy fragile right now. Uh, However, Jair Bolsonaro has never held uh, office in the executive branch of any level of government. So the proof is in the pudding, we will find out uh, if we should believe the old J. Bolsonaro or the more recent one, a slightly watered-down version of J. Bolsonaro, who says he will respect the Constitution. But Alex, the fact that a president-elect must say over and over again that he will respect the Constitution uh, tells you a little bit of how he's seen uh, around Brazil.
0: Well, he's already ruffling feathers, confirming over Twitter that he's going to move the uh, Brazilian embassy um, in Israel to Jerusalem. That uh, is something that uh, the U.S. will no doubt welcome with open arms, and it uh, is a further indicator of this pivot towards Washington.
1: Uh, Yes, uh, actually, uh, the move of the embassy is actually not uh, a demand from the Jewish community in Brazil, which is quite small. It's actually a demand from more radical uh, evangelical branches, uh, which is one of Jair Bolsonaro's main center of support. And uh, in terms of foreign policy, he wants to scrap down everything that the Workers' Party did during Lula's years in terms of self-self cooperation. He has already said that he wants Brazil to get closer to powers like the U.S. and the European Union, and he has emulated Donald Trump in a lot of aspects. So, yes, I do expect a total alignment with Washington right now.
0: Yeah, even if, as you've just explained, there are domestic reasons for doing so as well. But actually, from an economic perspective, being close to the US and and Europe might not be such a bad thing for some global trade partners, including ourselves here in South Korea. Yes,
1: you're right. The problem is uh, Jair Bolsonaro has had a very aggressive rhetoric against China, for instance. And uh, that could lead to a problem because China is the number one country, uh, number one trading partner for Brazil, both in exports and imports. So if we, General um, uh, Bolsonaro has praised, for instance, Donald Trump's um, policies on trade in terms of putting more tariffs and uh, more protectionist measures, but. Um, China Daily recently published a, a an editorial saying, well, Jair Bolsonaro should uh, be warned that uh, China is Brazil's number one source of revenue, so he should be careful how he treats China.
0: On the other hand, deregulation at home could lead to greater carbon emissions, pulling Brazil out of the Paris Climate Agreement, developing the Amazon rainforest, which could be... I mean, we hear words like disastrous thrown around. It it sounds like it could be disastrous.
1: Yes. Uh, Jair Bolsonaro has um, made it clear how little he regards environmental issues uh, until yesterday, until today, I'm sorry. Uh, He wanted to merge the Ministry of the Environment with the Ministry of Agriculture, making it... uh, an appendix of the Minister of Agriculture showing that landowners' interests would be above uh, any kind of environmental policy. Uh, he has gone back and forth with his statements regarding the Paris Accord. Uh, he said he wanted to pull Brazil from the accord. Now he says that he won't. Uh, it's it, it's very frustrating right now for us covering um, this transition period because we don't know uh which statements we we can trust uh Angene Bolsonaro. I well, thing certain. Uh it will the trend of decreasing deforestation rates in the Amazon will be reversed. Uh his probable Minister of Agriculture has said that and I quote, of course there's more room for defore- legal deforestation in the Amazon. So yes, um the the
0: Brazil has a lot of... Apologies, we have lost our guest, Gustavo Ribeiro, temporarily. Do we have you back on the line? Okay, we'll work on that line, uh, see if we can connect with him again for a minute or so. We're short on time anyway, but... um, this is seen as being an extreme version of what we've seen elsewhere in the world. These political shifts to the right, kind of backlash against the perceived failure of of certain governments. Um, and, and kind of when you look at individual circumstances, they all make sense. But we can't deny a global trend either. Even in Sweden, earlier on the show today, we heard from the Swedish ambassador where he was talking about the the, the strength of democracy and the faith people have in the government, but even there, uh, right-wing groups are are gaining traction on, for example, things like immigration issues. And indeed, certain neighbourhoods have have been rather the centre of focus there. Let's bring back Gustavo Ribeiro and return our focus to Brazil, though, for now. Thanks uh, again. Thank you, Alex. I mean, I was just touching on on something and you know we are so short of time if i may shift the focus a little bit um how far is brazil's trend part of what's happening globally because even if there are all these individual factors like the corruption of the last few years uh, people losing faith with the left we can't deny that these things are happening in other parts of the world and and, and it, it is a trend of sorts
1: yes uh- I would credit more in the anti-system rhetoric than Jair Bolsonaro's uh, right-wing policies, because uh, the left has won the last four presidential elections in Brazil. So uh, the left has been associated with the system. And when Brazilians want to implode the system, uh, their best alternatives left in their eyes were Jair Bolsonaro. What I do believe we have followed... Uh, a world trend is in terms of how these campaigns have been done on social media on the weight of fake news in how they deconstructed some uh, candidates and they helped fuel some candidacies. and Jair Bolsonaro's campaign has benefit has benefited from fake news probably better, more than any other campaign here uh, his campaign has been involved in a fake news, illegal spreading, uh, scheme, um, on WhatsApp, which is Brazil's number one, uh, communication app. And it's, uh, it's an app that you, we cannot trace the extent mm. of, uh, of the reach of messages. So, uh, in that regard on how we are doing politics and how we are doing campaigns, I think we're following this trend. But uh, I think people voted for Bolsonaro less out of his right-wing policies and more in their wish to change everything that is established right now. And the fact that the political establishment did not give viable renewal solutions made Brazilians want to hit the reset button.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's no exaggeration to say that no one a fairly short time ago saw this coming. Gustavo Ribeiro of the Brazilian Report. Thank you for providing this English language news service and keep up the good work.
1: Anytime, Alex.